Let's play ball. Look out. Here we go. Here it is. This is going to get ugly here. It is. Welcome back to Skaters on Baseball. This is Schmitty along with Christian Cooper, and we are in the middle of a law. We're waiting for somebody to sign Shohei Otani. We're waiting for trades to happen. We are just waiting. This The box is full of cinders. We've poured tons of gasoline on it, and we just want to be ignited. We want to be lit up. Let's go. Where are these moves? Christian, how are you? It's been a minute. I'm, that's it. It has been a minute. We've had a, a Bruce Bochy World Series victory here in the last that's little right. bit, which was uh, fantastic and most likely preordained. And uh, the playoffs, uh, aside from Arizona, getting to the World Series, which I wasn't particularly happy about. I would have loved to see Philly in there. Just I think it would have been a much, much more exciting World Series. But uh, all in all, it was satisfying, and uh, Adolis Garcia is a monster. <laughs> it's it's too bad he didn't get to finish the series. Who knows what he would have done, you know? Absolutely. So that was exciting, and now it's um, the hot stove, the the pilot lights on, the the burners are sputtering, and we're uh, we're hopefully going to hear some uh, some big fires going up. Now I do have some breaking breaking San Francisco Giants news right now. Wait a second, I've got good news. John Heyman tweeted, Arson Judge appears headed to the Giants. (laughs) Uh, Two items, actually. Wilmer Flores signed with the Detroit Tigers. No way. But it's Uh, not that Wilmer Flores. uh, It's his brother, uh, Wilmer. (laughs) He's a right-handed pitcher. I saw that, and I went, wait, what? And then I remembered he's got, what, five brothers named Wilmer or something? (laughs) Well, can I put in one in the middle? I just got a breaking news. The Giants lost Correa again. Oh, no, not Carlos. Kai Correa has been replaced. Game up. Uh-huh. That's true. That's true. And just one other thing. Uh, this uh, has probably is about the same level of excitement as that is uh, the Giants announced they've selected right-handers Trevor McDonald, Kai Wei Ting, and lefty Eric Miller to their 40-man roster. These are all Rule 5 guys, which means... Oh, boy. Another uh, Blake Sable... Now, see, Blake Sable turned out all right, but, but, yeah, uh, but what, what, you... what, I imagine these guys are like, let's uh, let's stick these guys in there just to see what happens. And what and, team are they from? Do you know? Uh, I do not. Okay. Well, I don't think we've even touched on this. I, I could be wrong, but welcome to San Francisco, Bob Melvin, and welcome back, Maddie Williams. Are you kidding me? And oh yeah, Pat the Bat Varel is hitting coach with veal i'm hyped on this i mean the only thing that didn't happen that i heard was gonna happen that i really wish did happen was the pitching coach would be vogelson i love seeing ex-giants coaching the new giants this is a great move in my mind i think it's great too and i also think that it's very cool that you're talking about three distinct generations of giants in this coaching staff that kind of bring the history of the franchise almost up to the present uh, with Burl. And it's like, hey, that's great. You know, and all these guys, they have great strengths. I mean, you know, Williams was manager in Arizona for a while. He was a great third baseman with the Giants. Pat Burl had some really clutch hits for the Giants in his time. And Bob Melvin way back was, uh, he called a good game behind the dish. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, and what I'm really hoping is that the hiring of Melvin is going to actually attract more than uh, push away players in the league, which I think was part of the Kapler issue for me. It sounds like it is. It sounds like everybody. I mean, I've heard so many different people from 
so many different walks of life talking about how Bob Melvin's just like the greatest guy. He knows baseball up and down. Like this is such a great, um, I mean, Randy Wynn was on the, the other night and he was basically saying like, he can't think of a better, like this was the best move the Giants could make in this situation. San Francisco is the Giants. The Giants are San Francisco. And I don't think anybody understands that more than I do. Uh, it's all been good. I love Pat Burrell grew up with Strubing in Boulder Creek. So I got a possible in for tickets there. Nice. And Bob Melvin grew up in Menlo Park, I think right by the Valparaiso ramp, if I'm if I'm not wow. mistaken. So, wow. yeah, there's a lot of Bay Area. We got Logan Webb from Rockland. J.D. Davis grew. I mean, the Bay Area and Northern California were ready for somebody that not is going to be like oh the giants got this guy it's like fuck yes the giants got him yep. and of course we all want otani but i i just don't think otani wants to come to san francisco if i'm being realistic Shohei. i think the giants could outbid everyone but it's going to be up to otani where he wants to go and i think where he wants to go is who's going to be the best contender year after year who's already ready to make it to the dance i could see him going to the rangers actually like you know if he if he leaves so the rumors are he wants to be west coast right if that's true then we have a way better chance if he will just go anywhere i could see the rangers i could see a lot of teams actually but uh yeah i just know that there's been a lot of rumors about free agents and there's rumors circulating about well if not free agent they're going to trade all i know is we cannot be heartbroken again we need a guy yep. at least yep. a guy at like least maybe one. three at guys least one. at least one definitely two and hopefully three maybe more um you know and, and right now it's like the thing with otani is so hard to figure out is the guy's just so quiet he just doesn't yeah, there's just he doesn't talk uh, about anything about the future about any of that, and so we have no idea where he's going. Uh, you you mentioned Texas, I could totally see that. Seattle, I think, is still on the radar in some in some For form sure. or fashion, like because of the Ichiro history and mm. all of that, and Nintendo being one of their big sponsors up there. I mm. I can totally see that happening. Uh, if he ends up in Dodger Blue, it's going to be really depressing. Uh, Padres just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I don't think money wise. So, could you see the Padres trading Soto so they could get in the bidding war for Otani? That uh, has some potential. Sure, I think I'm, that I think that the return on investment for trading Soto though would have to be really big because he's a major part of their offense and. Uh, if they lose him, they're going to be very subpar next year. They barely sort of pulled out of the tailspin they were in towards the end this year with him. You know, I mean, he didn't have a stellar year, but uh, he's definitely a power bat. He definitely he got his 30 home runs in there. And uh, yeah, that's that's a question mark for me. I mean, I, I, I don't think they'd hesitate to deal him if they felt like they were getting something back that was going to not just completely uh, hamstring them so to speak right well the padres are gonna have to i am curious to see if they're gonna go guns a blazing like they did last year where they just basically picked up all these people and we were just like wait you already have a sh shortstop what are you guys doing um but they're losing like 
you know, the Cy Young, probably uh, Snell, they're losing their closer. These are two huge, you know, yeah. pitching uh, on the pitching side. And then if they trade Soto away, like you said, they better get somebody. Uh, the chemistry has not been good over there. And even with all that power, they haven't done much. And we got Freckleface down in San Diego chiming in with some bullshit but he does not want to come on the show and just talk <laughs> it out like a real fan would because the padres are looking like anyway but yeah what else is cooking yeah well not much i was just going to say about about all those guys of the padres i mean the padres offered the qualifying offer to snell and hater and all those dudes and and, and as was come. expected they all turned it down because that's generally what guys do you know they feel like oh, i'm gonna test the water right so I think where we're at giants wise now is we're, you know, the free agent market is so weird and it's just going to be, it's going to be a bidding war, I think for these players because they're in such short supply. So we're kind of in that realm now we're thinking trades, right? Because mm. the, you mentioned Pete Alonso would be a good, good trade target. I, I tend to agree with that, but then we're talking about, you know, we're bringing in guys like that. If we're looking at Chapman, if we're looking at even Reese Hoskins, then, it's possible that we're going to end up saying goodbye to guys like Lamont Wade, uh, Casey Schmidt, even. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, I, I always have a hard time tempering that. Like I'm not, I'm not dumb enough to go, Oh, we got to keep this guy because that one game in the seventh inning, when he got that one hit back in uh, July and uh, you know, that was the greatest thing ever. So we got to keep him. I, I'm more about like, what can a guy do on a daily basis? So I don't think I have too much of a problem with some of those guys being possible trade chips. Uh, I just don't want to see the Giants just blow it and uh, and end up trading away good players for guys that end up not really being able to perform. That's, I think, my concern now. Um, I think Reese Hoskins is a great baseball player, but what happens when he comes to the Giants? You know, he didn't. I've been thinking about this, and I have a good idea for this, and it's, it is hard. You're right. Because we fall in love with some of these players and it's not like we really want to see them go, but we do want to see the team get better and all that. And I think if they got Reese Hoskins, Reese Hoskins! which I think that there's a, a good chance that they could get him. Um, he's a great offense. I mean, he's coming off, obviously, an injury uh, surgery last year, didn't play, but the year before he had 30 home runs. And he's also from Sacramento. So he's another NorCalian coming in. I think he would blend really well with the team. And he would bring obviously an offensive punch. And I think we keep Lamont Wade Jr. Lamont Wade's done it again. And we trade Wilmer Flores. Wilmer is just not that great of a defensive player he's a super amazing clutch guy so it's hard for me to say this but wade can play multiple positions and he just seems like more of an athlete and we're trying to get more athletic and what i think they could do is offer wilmer for a trade and bring in some youth maybe a backup shortstop that has a lot of speed or a center fielder we need a lot of things and uh that would keep wade because you know me and you are kind of uh both in agreement we love our lamont wade we want him we want him to be a forever giant for real late night lamont does it of course but um if it comes down to wade can get us something that's like you know let let's say 
I don't know, you, you and I, I think, disagree a little, but I would love to see Pete Alonso come too. But Pete Alonso, we'd have to trade for, and he only has one year on his contract. So there'd be a lot of hodgepodging. Reese Hoskins is a free agent, so we just have to right. sign him. I right. feel like the, those are a lot easier. The trading is very difficult because somebody wants to win, right? When you're trading, you don't want to lose the trade, and the other guy doesn't want to lose the trade. Right. Somebody has to lose, and and so it's hard to be like, I don't know. We'll yeah. give you David VR and Joey Bart. It's like, yeah, we don't want them. Yeah. Well, traditionally, the best trades are the ones that uh the two teams involved or sometimes multiple teams involved is that they sort of are filling holes for each other that aren't taking away from their True. own team yeah. right so it's like these guys are really desperate for a first baseman we've got uh three first basemen and we can easily let one of these guys go who's an upgrade to the guy that they're looking to replace right i mean the best trades are kind of like that sometimes you see the lopsided ones where it's like what they got that you know, they only got that guy and they gave away six prospects or whatever. You know, and you just go, what are they doing? Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, and, and, and it's like, we're always with the giants. It's like, they've had so much go on in the farm system. We've seen so many guys go to the revolving door, of the taxi squad into San Francisco. It's hard to keep track. Right. Mm. And, and some, sometimes it's like, there's guys who showed up and they were good for a hot minute and they got sent back down and they brought, brought back up, sent back down. And you're like, I don't even know who this guy is or how good he is because I've never gotten an opportunity to see enough of him. Right. Um, and then other guys, you're like, what, what happened with this guy? You know, either injury or just, they just decided he wasn't the guy they weren't going to bring up. And uh, you know, they, they, I think they're going to have to really look hard at that. They got, they got all these guys who are just kind of, I don't think they're going upward in San Francisco, VR, Bart, uh, Meckler, uh, maybe even Bryce Johnson. I mean, dudes that just, maybe they don't have a lot of trade value. Ramos. So up, yeah. Ramos. And I, and I would have loved to have seen more of Ramos just to find out what he's about, but we didn't he's get going to go off. If the you giants know? trade him somewhere, he's going to go off. He is, a, you, he has potential. Yeah. I yeah. think Joey Bart could go off. I mean, I think that, you know, I don't even like Joey Bart, but I do think that he got a little, you know, screwed up in the head from the way the Giants treated the youth and this back and forth to Sacramento. Sometimes I think Sacramento being so close to us hurts the young people because they can send them back and forth so easily. Yeah. Uh, if it was Richmond, Virginia, they might think twice, right? So that's difficult, but I just see so much potential. I mean, obviously VR too, he hit so many home runs in the uh, minors in the fall league. And then he comes up and he can't hit the, the curveball. and Casey Schmidt's looking the same way. But I mean, who knows with a couple, you know, sessions with Pat Burrell, get bonds to come by and all of a sudden, you know, Matt Williams, they keep talking about this. Actually, Matt Williams could not hit a curveball. He got sent back down. He came back and he won the, uh, national league home run, uh, one year when it was a strike year. That's he right. could be the guy that comes in and helps these guys. You know, maybe it would click that like, hey, I had the same problem. Here's what you got to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm excited about the coaching. But guess what? The coaches do not play. So we need That's players right. to be excited about. Um, Shohei's claiming he's going to sign by December 5th or whatever. He's okay. he's claimed he's going to sign before the winter meetings are over, maybe even before they start. I'm 
guessing that not much is going to happen until he sets the bar and then everybody else will go from there. I think of somebody like Cody Bellinger that's kind of waiting for Otani to make like 600 million. So his request could go up a little bit, maybe, you know, it's going to really help some of these other outfielders make yeah. uh, some good money, especially, you know, this year kind of sucks for free agents. So the good ones are probably going to be able to get more than they normally would. I'm guessing. Yeah. There's a shortage, you know, it's, it's short supply of free agents and, uh, and certainly quality free agents. I mean, there are a lot of free agents, but most guys well past the age of 30 um, guys that are on the sort of the downhill side of their careers. And so they're, they're not particularly attractive, you know, however, the competition for those players, you know, it's going to heat up once the major pieces are off the board. And I think that's going to happen real quick. I think that like, I think you're right. I think once Shohei signs, we're going to see like these big, you know, all of a sudden there's going to be all the six teams interested in this guy for excess of 340 million, that kind of thing. Right. Like just mm. because man, there's only so many. And after that, it's like, what are you, you're not going to be signing these 39 year old pitchers, you know, that's not happening. So we shall see. Uh, you mentioned Wilmer a little earlier about being a possible trade chip. And I think that packaging him as a pure DH at his age right now, like you said, the defense is kind of down a little bit. They put him together with uh, one of these other guys that isn't, you know, particularly tearing it up like VR or Bart or whatever. They might be able to get something really good in return for that. Right. Mm. Um, and, and Wilmer, dude, it's going to be a fan favorite forever in San Francisco. Right. Yeah. But he's just uh He's just at that point where it's like he's pretty much a pure DH right now. And it's like, how many DHs do we have right now? I mean, Jock's gone, but there's still a bunch of guys who pretty much fall into that category. I right? think they're going to DH Comforto and Hanager more next year to keep them healthy. Probably. Probably. Yeah. And hopefully we get a better defensive outfield. You know, we, we, man, I don't know if you've looked at the MLB network, but like, as far as where we ranked in a lot of categories, it was 22nd or further back, like in a lot of things. We have a, we have a lot of room to improve, uh, you know, like being, I think it was 20, I want to say 24th or something in off defensive outfield or something. Like it was really shocking, actually. I thought we, we weren't as bad, but the offense was bad. The defense was bad. Pitching was pretty good uh, most of the time, especially after, you know, I think uh, Manaya definitely came through um, towards the end and in the beginning was kind of crazy. But Manaya's gone. Stripling stayed. Conforto surprised me and stayed. And I'm stoked. I like Conforto and I think he's got to be a much better year this year. Um, but we need a center fielder. Yaz is great, but we can't just run out the same team we need you know whether it is bellinger or the guy from korea or i've heard bader um there's a bunch of center fielders that could make you know people are talking about trading for trout which i've thought long and hard about and i'm not in on that i don't want trout he's on the decline he gets hurt too much and i just i want youth and i want fast and i want you know everything exciting i want exciting so like ellie de la cruz when he came to cincinnati that sparked that team 
we need a guy like that that can come in and just be like, holy shit, every time he's on base or up or in the field, you want to watch this guy because he's going to do something amazing. That's the kind of guy we're hoping for. At least one guy like that. It's not a lot to ask. Yeah. Well, there's one guy out there that's starting to be talked about as a potential high-profile trade, uh, a Rosa Reina. Mm. <laughs> if I saw that and I said, I am all in. Yeah. You can you can send Slater, Yaz, uh, I don't know who else, uh, but pff, that's one of my favorite players that's not a giant. That dude is awesome. There goes Rosalina. He steals home in October. Yeah, yeah. That, that World Series against the Dodgers, I mean, it just – Watching that guy play, it's like everything that he did was done the right way. He had a big grin on his face. He was yeah. loving every second of it. And Great dude. He's a fantastic player. I mean, that guy oh. is really talented. Yeah. So if the Giants were, you know. Why would Tampa trade him? Because Tampa's Tampa. They just, yeah, I mean, look at what happened to him this year, right? They just completely. Well, wander, wandered. Yeah, wander, wandered. And it just, it just didn't work. You know, they just didn't have it uh, after starting out like just they were going to like shame the entire league. And then it just did not hold up at all. Um, and I think they're actually now thinking about a rebuild because after Sounds that, like it. well, after the World Series lost to the Dodgers, you know, they fucked Blake Snell over and he was had yeah. bad, bad vibes from that whole thing. So he got cut loose. And I think that they, they had that era where they were like, they were poised to win it. They didn't get it. And then they sort of went into this small rebuild and then they got potent again this year. But I think now they're just going to, maybe they're going to like flush things out. Maybe they're looking to get more young players and try to adopt the Arizona model, which, mm. um, you know, I think we both agreed at one point, it's like the youth and the speed was great with Arizona, but um, they, they kind of got exposed in the world series against Texas because Texas even though the pitching was dodgy for Texas, it wasn't the greatest. Uh, they managed to exploit those guys and their inexperience and their sort of overexcitedness where Texas had some veterans, some guys like Corey Seager that are, they're just, those guys are nails, you know, they don't, no moment is too big for Corey Seager. He's going to yeah. go up there and be like, he went off. Eh, my, my heart beats like, you know, 59 a minute. I'm, I'm good. Right. Just ice water in the veins. So I'd, I'd say Arizona though. I mean, look out if they get Blake Snell. If they get a high-caliber pitcher to add to the two guys they have, because I really think that they need that third starting pitcher and then one or two bullpen pieces, I think their pitching was kind of their problem. Their, their youth in the outfield is insane. They're yeah. so good defensively in the outfield. Uh, if you keep Carroll off the bases, you've really done yourself a you know, a service, right. but, um, with Walker power, I mean, Marte at second, he's underrated. The team is, I'm not a fan, but they're, they're definitely going to be giving everybody a run for their money. I, I could see the Dodgers being scared of them. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the pitching for a second because, mm. uh, we saw with Zach gallon and, uh, and the other guy, like basically Merrill Kelly, Merrill Kelly. Okay. You saw when we got into, you know, the league championship series, the, the division series and, and on into the World Series, how both Gallon and Kelly, they rode their arms too much. 
during the regular season. You saw the gas just it's get drained the out of the tank, complex. Right? Yeah, and and I feel like you know everybody's so proud of oh look at how many innings Logan Webb threw this year. It's like that's not a good thing. I'm sorry, you know we see we've seen it happen. I think Bumgarner, the amount of innings he pitched over the years he was with the Giants, just burned him up. Right. Mm. I mean, he was the he was the innings leader for what, like three or four years in a row, I think, in the National League. And so mm. um, there's something to be said for, yeah, these guys are our aces and our horses, but we're not going to overwork them and burn their arms up just for the sake of, you know, winning a game here and winning a game there. I mean, look at Webb's win loss record. It was up atrocious because he got no run support and no real good defense behind him. Uh, and they just leaned on him really deep into games. And, you know, those guys are competitive. They they got pride. They, they want to pitch a complete game. They want to throw a shutout. They want to do all that stuff, and that's all great. But I think we've entered that era of pitching now. It's power pitching, and it's guys that they really need to be taking care of guys' arms a little better and, and letting – I mean, not not having these weird Steven Strasburg, you know, uh, innings max out at like, you know, two months from the end of the year type of thing. But there's got to be a middle ground where guys stay healthy, man, because it's every pitch they throw is just putting wear and tear on their arm. And like, look at Otani, right? Otani's up there throwing 100 miles an hour. Next thing you know, he's having Tommy John, the second one of his career. So I think that was sort of exposed with with Arizona, the pitching. And I think it kind of points to a larger problem in baseball for any team, it's like, yeah, we got all these great guys. We got these four top line starters and we got all that. And we're going to rely on them for 200 plus innings. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, do you want to hurt these guys? Do you want to burn them up? I mean, it's just nuts. And yeah, like you mentioned Kershaw, I mean, every year in the playoffs, except for one year, I think he did fairly well. He just, he just got to that point where you saw like, that's all he's got. And now he's just going to get yeah. beat. Right. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I, I durable arms and, and pitch pitching management. And I, and I think Kapler was, was horrible at managing a lot of aspects of the game, but I think he was really bad at pitch management, you know, in terms of like knowing, you know, Hey, this guy's going to hit my three batter minimum and he's done. And I'm already going to have the next arm ready to go. Like there were a lot of times where just, he left a guy out there for six or seven hitters. And it was clear that the guy didn't have anything from the first batter. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta accommodate, you gotta plan for stuff like that. So I'm hoping that Bob Melvin and the new pitching coach really are on top of that. Right. You know, I was walking over here today thinking, talk about full circle. Yeah. We lost a few guys, but our bullpen is pretty solid. I'm stoked on it. I think Luke Jackson can do better than he did last year. Duvall. I, I love Duvall. I hope they don't trade him. I've heard some ideas and I'm like, man, our closer but um, Rogers, both the Rogers, you know, we got we got a good foundation, and then we can sprinkle in like maybe a Cole Waits or a Keaton Wynn or somebody from the youth that can, you know, replace like the Brebias and the different guys that um, kind of probably on their way out. I think Brebia is a free agent actually this year, but uh, um, yeah, the starting pitching is obviously like i love alex cobb but he had surgery he's not gonna probably play the first month or two and even if he was our number two guy and he didn't have that we need three guys and i would love to get someone better than cobb like and a left-hander 
and yeah, a left hand. <laughs> uh, le- well, I mean, the the one that I forgot is we do have Harrison, and right. he is a lefty, so that's one. But I do like to have two in my five. But I don't know about Snell, man. There's something about him that just – he doesn't pitch a lot. Like he, he gets knocked out of games real early most of the time. And, uh, I don't know. I'm sold on this Yamamoto. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. I really want him. I think there's probably a good chance we're not going to get Otani, but I don't see why we wouldn't get Yamamoto. I really think that they've gone out there a few times. We have this huge budget. We need a good pitcher. This guy looks phenomenal. I think if the Giants could get Yamamoto before Otani signs, that could actually persuade Otani to have like, you know, Team Japan in San Francisco could be insane. Yeah. So yeah. that's a dream. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> the thing I'm trying super hard to do this year, and I recommend it for everyone, do not get your hopes up. Just it's going to happen, whatever happens, and we'll see what happens when it happens. But wishing and dreaming and all this stuff, it can really bring you down when it doesn't go that way. Yeah, yeah, it can. Yeah, I, I think you you turn the page. So uh, so with, with Harrison being a left-hander, the, the funny thing about Harrison is he has crazy reverse splits, right? Mm. And so that's why I say like left-hander, left-hander, because they need a left-hander who actually can really do damage against left-handed batters. I mean, Harrison does much better against right-handed batters, which is really, I mean, it's weird, right? Mm. But it's just something about how he works. That's how it works out. So I say left-hander, I say, you know, whatever. I, I, I just, my number one thing is please spend the money. Please go after the top tier talent until you can no longer get it, you know, until those guys are just off the board. Yeah, and, and have a plan B, right? Don't go right. all in on Otani Don't and not get him and then just not have a chance to get anyone else. Right, right. So I think we have reason to be optimistic just because it's a new year and we have a new manager and there's a lot of changes that have been made. And I feel like maybe Farhan burnt his hand a little bit uh, in the last couple of years by realizing like this trying to get off with cheap retread, you know, uh, rebuild type guys, reclamation projects, just, it's not going to get, it's not going to win you any titles, you know? I mean, it didn't, it didn't even get them to the postseason, So what you know you may have to rethink how you're doing it do you spend more money do you do you package it more attractively do you go big on trades i mean whatever it's going to be they, i hope that they make changes as big on the player personnel side as they did on the coaching personnel side right i think that's what we can hope for but yamamoto would be great man uh, i'd be all about it well let's talk about lefties because i don't think there's that many um that i know of but i do know jordan montgomery from texas is a free agent snell he's a lefty he's a free agent uh i don't know who else is out there but like who are you thinking would you okay let's just say they re-sign mania would would you be down to have a, a lefty or do you want 
a cream of the crop lefty. In other words, if it was a lefty versus a better righty, which one would you take? Well, I'm always going to go with the better the better arm. You have to. Uh, okay. Yeah, of course. My okay. my issue with Snell, uh, and I think this has been his issue ever since leaving Tampa Bay, is that his he doesn't go that many innings because his pitch count climbs because he's wild, right? He, he ends up in a lot of full counts. He ends up a lot of, you know, guys foul off a lot of pitches. Um, and so he's pitching nine innings worth of ball in five and a half innings, right? And that's my issue with Snell. I think he's got great stuff, but I don't think he's got the control where, you know, he's, he's being efficient in his starts. Mm. And I like when I was talking about, you know, pitcher injuries and the number of innings and stuff like that's a concern, right? Um, he's not 24, you know, he's getting up there in age now. So he's uh, Montgomery to me probably comes in cheaper and maybe more durable actually than Snell. But yeah, you know, it, it's there's it's also up. the Ed, uh, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez from the Tigers. Right, right. He was all he was almost it sounded like Giants were trying to trade for him at the deadline last year. He's interesting because he has had a lot of success, but then like a lot of these guys, last year and post pandemic has been a little weird. So you don't know which version you're gonna get. And I would say the same thing with Cody Bellinger. I mean, do we know that Cody Bellinger is back to what he was, or do we think he could return to just two or three years ago when he couldn't even hit a ball. Like, you know, last year he was played great in Chicago, but he wasn't playing good for two or three years before that. And that's why the Dodgers let him go. Thought I was going to be short my whole life. I ended up growing to be 6'3". I describe it. I was running like a newborn giraffe. Here's my point. If we get Cody Bellinger, we are not done. I want someone that I know is going to be good. Like, I don't want to like flip of the coin, dude. And I feel like Farhan does that a lot. Like even Comforto was like, well, he'll probably be good. Like after surgery, we need a guy that you're just like, this guy is the shit. Like the dude from Tampa, whoo, yeah. you're yeah. going to see three jerseys bought if we get that guy. Yeah. I'll get one forever. Yeah. Home, away, and city connect. Randy Orozarena set in October on fire again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rosarena is a beast. Uh, you know, the Bellinger thing is like, I think that that's a bad move if they go assign him and they then they tout it as like, hey, look, we brought in the superstar because he ain't it to me, you know? No, and uh, he's he, Dodger blue. And he's a former Dodger, which I think just for the old guys like us and for people that are just kind of died in the wool Giants fans are like, really going to do this again? You're going to bring in another former Dodger and make us all like mad. Like, you know, uh, he would have to really, 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 really be great to get the love in the city. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if I see that happening. Yeah. I mean, Jock Peterson grew up in the Bay area, so he had that. He also played with the Braves. He was, you know, he did have some success with the Dodgers, but he also had some other stuff going. Uh, Bellinger is kind of close to Justin Turner for me. Like he's like really a Dodger. He, he beat us his base. He hit beat us in the 107 game, uh, you right. know, 107 win season. So uh, I don't know. And then there's the Korean phenom, right? Yeah. They've been talking a lot about him. Is that Lee? 
I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. I, I, I want one move made yesterday. Let's put it that way. Let's yeah. just at least get something up on the fucking boards. Hot stove is cold, kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird time, right? Cause we're just sort of waiting for that first domino to fall. And, uh, uh, I'm not getting itchy yet, but I, I, I have also been, I think I told you a little bit checked out on looking at it every day, just cause I'm like, I don't want to get my hopes up too much about this one thing. Some rumor, some John Heyman, you know, <laughs> incendiary yeah. tweet that gets me all fired up and five minutes later i want to kill the guy right so december uh, 3rd apparently is arson day that was the day that arson was <laughs> announced yeah so it's coming up um uh-oh. it would be great if something happened thanksgiving morning you wake up and you got something to be thankful for whether it be a blockbuster trade or a free agent signing show I know Farhan is sweating a little. He he has to do some stuff, and he knows that. Uh, the fan base wants it. The owners want it. Um, the attendants wants it. I was talking to a ticket agent the other day about possibly getting a uh, you know, season ticket package, and everybody's on pins and needles waiting for that first acquisition. So I think once that happens, we'll be back with another podcast, safe to say. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Any, anything breaks big, uh, we're going to have to hit it and get on it, but I'm just, yeah, we're just kind of in that, in that spot right now, that, that lull between the end of the season and the beginning of the spring fling training wing ding and all that. So man, just, I just hoping for some good signings and if they trade away some dudes, you know, whatever. And uh, I don't know. You got, you got any you got any dark horse picks for guys that are going to break out this year for the Giants? Guys that are with them already, the young guys. I mean, I we know Patrick Bailey's going to be Patrick Bailey. Hmm. Casey, Casey Schmidt after the final game of the year last this last season, huh? Interesting, right? Schmidt. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Um, I'll answer that and ask the question kind of in the same answer. Um, I think. Well, what I hope is that Luis Matos is putting in the work like um, Tyro does on the offseason, and he comes in a little more weight on him and a lot more strength because that guy can hit the ball. He doesn't strike out a lot, and he makes a lot of contact. Unfortunately, a lot of his balls were dying in the warning track last year. So if he can hit the ball 10 or 15 feet further, he's going to start hitting home runs. Um, He also needs to maybe learn to hit line drives in the gaps because at Oracle, those are triples. Um, I really like this kid. It's just going to depend on, obviously, do we get – like what's our outfield look like and will he even have a chance what i was going to ask you because i think marco luciano this is his year to to kind of prove who he is like this is his david vr moment and david vr didn't do well right um but here's my question to you do you like matt chapman versus jd davis and casey schmidt like which which if they were like we can get Matt Chapman but we're gonna lose JD Davis and Casey Schmidt, like what do you think about that? And then is Marco Luciano gonna have somebody 
like Crawford's gone. So we can't go all in on Luciano playing shortstop. I mean, I guess we could with Schmidt as the backup, but that's a lot of youth. I'm just wondering what you see, because I, I see third base or shortstop. I don't see both, but I, I see one of those positions getting a new member. We all know Casey Schmidt's my guy, and I don't want to see. I mean, Bob Melvin, first day he gets hired, he takes Casey Schmidt's number. I'm like, that's not a good sign. <laughs> but, yeah, what do you think? Because I think Tyro's in. We got Tyro at second. And I think Tyro, to answer your question, will be an all-star this year. He's going to not get hit in the wrist, and he's going to have a great year. He's going to 2020 for sure. 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases. That's my prediction. Tyro Estrada is my money, man. I'm back in that. I'm back in that. Okay, so the Chapman, the Chapman question is tough only because he had such a down year last year compared to the past, and it's sort of like, is he now that guy, or is he going to revert back to being the guy he was before? If he can revert back to the guy he was before, yeah, potentially uh, shipping J.D. Davis and potentially Casey Schmidt as well could work out. Um, I don't see, uh, I don't see Luciano not being the starting shortstop, uh, unless he either gets hurt or it just turns out to be not that great, which I don't see happening. I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, so what about Crawford? I mean, do they, after doing the farewell tour, do they sort of like hike back with the tail between the legs and say, come on, Brandon, come back for one more year and back up Luciano and it'll be your swan song with the Giants and baseball? Or does Brandon Crawford just go, man, uh, I'm over that. I don't want to do that, but I still want to play, so I'm going to the Diamondbacks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, these are these are questions that are tough to answer because they just bring up more questions, right? <laughs> Crawford, I think Crawford, it's tough, but Crawford needs to probably – just retire and hang out with the kids he's just had another one but if he does want to play like he said he he's looking into that as an option i think what needs to happen is he needs to be maybe a player coach or like you know something of that magnitude where it's like look dude you're an icon sf legend forever we don't want to see you play your last years on another team but you're clearly not going to be our starting everyday player. We would love for you to nurture Luciano and somebody else. And we definitely want to give you a better send off than we did for the last game of the season. So that hype could be, but I, here's the problem. And, and I see this like Farhan has to work some magic. The biggest problem is we have to lose people to gain people. Right. And who who are you going to lose? And we have a lot of attachment to a lot of these guys. And so it is going to be a little bit of a heartbreaker. But, you know, like I was thinking, if we if we sign Matt Chapman and we have to lose J.D. Davis and Schmidt and maybe somebody else, but that brings in our, our, our I can't even say his last name, but the uh, Tampa <laughs> outfielder, I would say, man, that's sad, but I'm hyped. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it has to be a guy that gets you excited enough that while you're going to miss the dude that they got rid of to get him, you're going to be like, yeah, but this guy just makes us such a better team, right? Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's just baseball. That's how it runs. 
I, well, like I, I said, you know, Crawford, the Crawford thing, like I thought even going into the season before it started, I thought this was going to be it for him. I thought he was going to retire, that we were all going to get to say goodbye to him in proper fashion. And it was like the Giants had a fucking lackluster season, you know, and it's like, how do you send out one of your best players of, you know, the last the last two decades, let alone several decades, if you really want to get right down to it at that position, it's like it's kind of a kind of going out with a a whimper, not a bang, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's what do you do? You you sign him? What do you pay him? And and you certainly don't want to see him do what they did with Scudero, where it's like, okay, you you were the MVP, the World Series, whatever, you come through and like, then you're gone, you're done, but then we're going to pay you to come back on a one day contract, you know, uh, like the shit they did with Romo. Like, right. I don't want to see that, you know, I want. Now a cry. Uh, he, he's too legendary. I mean, the dude, everyone knows craw number 35 is going to be tough to replace. That's the number one Jersey you see in the stands, um, of, of a player that's playing still. And it'll be interesting to see who, gets the torch i'm guessing logan webb but usually people want a jersey of an everyday player pitchers are less you know but uh it'll be interesting I'm, I'm telling you if they get anybody that we've talked about those jerseys will be flying off the racks i mean shohei otani sells tens of million dollars worldwide in jerseys right that goes into the conversation when you're talking about paying for somebody you know like you're getting a little bit of a it's an investment and 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 man whoo yep i can't wait till it's over to be honest i just cannot wait till we don't have to think about this yeah yeah it's like okay the roster's set right we know yeah let's play ball dude (laughs) yeah I mean that's all that's the whole thing during the winter time too it's like the weather gets shitty it gets cold and it's dark like, at five depression. There's, no, there's no fucking baseball <laughs> i know it's, it's bad i'm already thinking about going to fucking spring training maybe it just depends like i i if i like i was telling you i called the uh ticket guy and i'm like okay look if shohei otani gets signed by the giants I will buy a season ticket to whatever seat you want to sell me and I will buy three Otani jerseys. I don't know how much that helps, but you can tell Larry Bear, whoever you need to tell, I, that's my my contribution. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take out a second mortgage if you get Otani. Right? <laughs> I mean, come on. The guy's like, you live two blocks away? You're a fan. I was like, that's right, dude. Come on. Like I said, dude, we are we are doused in gasoline and we are waiting for a simple match to be lit because we will fucking we have been waiting we want to ignite so let's go um i think that's pretty good coverage on this um it is a waiting game and the hot stove should kick in i think after thanksgiving it should really start getting interesting and then obviously winter meetings is first week of december so uh, worst case scenario, we'll be back um, probably first week of December, but hopefully sooner. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's just uh, keep the faith and uh, focus on uh, all good energy coming towards the Giants and signing that big name, that big bat, that guy that's going to be like, okay, now we're putting together a real team. All right now, we're really going to build something because um, yep. it's sorely needed. And I think that the city of San Francisco deserves it. I think Giants fans definitely deserve it. 
And uh, mm-hmm. I think Bob Melvin deserves it. I think Matt Williams deserves it. I think Pat Burrell deserves it, man. I'm going to bring these guys in. Let's put put real talent on the field that these guys can nurture and develop and help grow into a championship fucking team, right? That's and, what we want. And uh, Lee Dupont, I'm talking to you, but what a slap in the face it's going to be if Bob Melvin switches teams and takes them to the promised land. Doesn't look good for those San Diegans down there. Uh, I encourage anyone out there to hit me up on Instagram, Skates on Base. We would love to interview skaters that are into baseball. So hit me up if you're down. Um, yeah, we're going to try to keep this going in the off season, and then we'll be back with authority once the season starts. So um, let's keep it rolling. Thanks to everybody that listens and contributes with comments or whatever. Um, appreciate y'all and yeah it's for the love of baseball and skaters that like baseball were unique i think in a lot of ways so we got to stick together you know what i'm saying that's right that's right well cool right on schmitty that's a good one yeah send us in your uh hot moments for like i i love hearing from fans patrick odell says you guys talk too much about the giants it's like well send me some cardinals news i'm down to talk about any team so yeah. please 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 if you're a fan of the mariners the cardinals anybody we will talk about it um we have you know we definitely have knowledge in in more than just the giants but there are passions and that's right down the street so that's the team we were born and raised with so that's who we love but dodger fan padre fan you guys seem a little timid down there uh step up to the plate and swing let's see what happens yep yep let's do it all right until next time peace yeah thanks for listening to this episode of skaters on baseball if you liked what you heard please spread the word give us a good review or hell blow us up on your social media if you're down follow us at skates on base on instagram for baseball news and other fun stuff we love comments and listener participation so bring it with an audio clip or an email You can email us at skatersonbase at gmail.com. We're everywhere you get your podcasts, and we'll be here all season long.